Dodge Sports Management and Marketing. Matt Dodge, Matthew Dodge, thank you for coming on. Appreciate the time. Thanks, John. Good to be on. All right, man. Let's uh, go into it right away. The genesis of Dodge Sports. Take me through that. Wow. Um, well, Dodge Sports starts much earlier than Dodge Sports actually was created. It was created a few years back, but um, kind of the management side of things for me started when I was 18. The first opportunity I got, I used to work in in the NFL side. Um, when I was 18, I really, really wanted to work as, a, as an agent, as, as a lot of people who watch you know, a movie like Jerry Maguire, they want to become you know, an agent in that, in that capacity. Um, I was just always fascinated with sports behind the scenes and wanted to just understand, you know, what went into, you know, creating these athletes and these marketing engines and really behind the lines or outside of the lines, if you can't, if you, if you'd like to say, um, really. So it started at 18 for me, I worked at my first internship. I knocked on about a hundred doors, made about a hundred calls, uh, eventually, actually, a funny story is I had to lie to even get my first internship. I had to say that I was a, a quarterback for the University of Connecticut. And if you're a quarterback for the University of Connecticut, you're not very good, uh, at least back then when I was 18. Um, and when I, when I finally got a hold of the agent for that, I told him that it, it wasn't that wasn't who I was, but he appreciated the fact I got a train to 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 the Bronx at that time. And next day I had my first, uh, first day on the internship. So from there I, I worked, um, many, many hours, long, long, hard days. First year I was ever in business, uh, find my, signed my first, uh, NFL draft pick. It was a linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, seventh round draft pick. I cannot tell you how excited I was for that. And from that, it was just a momentum, you know, when one door opens, so many more open from that, I moved into other agencies in the NFL game. And at that time, the UFC was starting to gain appeal uh, while I was in my mid-20s. That was when you were seeing a lot of huge marketing deals happening with some guys. And I started to, to, to get into that and say, hey, you know what? You know, I've always loved UFC. I've always loved MMA. Let's, let's try this out. I transitioned from NFL into, into the UFC, worked for a couple different agencies. And then a few years ago, the genesis of Dodge Sports begins. And, uh, and now I represent some of the top guys and, and gals really in the world um, right now. And I'm, I'm so blessed and so happy, but a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice to get to where I am today. When you decided to break away from uh, an agency and go on your own, was that a very difficult decision to make? It wasn't. Um, you know, I've always known that I wanted to be in business for myself. Um, I have a very specific strategy um and a very unique approach to the way that i like to do business and the the athletes that i like to work with um and for working with other agencies you had to conform right you had to there was a boss you had to conform to to the way that they did things or the strategy that they things and and what they stood for um so when it kind of came organically and naturally for me. Um, I'd worked with a few guys, and 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 a few guys decided to to come with me, and uh, and move to uh, and move to Dodge Sports, and we've got a hell of a group coming right now. Your first fighter, we we talked about it off air earlier, but talk about your first fighter and that experience. Yeah, so one of the first guys that I represented, I won't say the name, but one of the first guys that I did represent. Um, I wasn't the only one representing him. We'll say that um, in the game today, I think it's cleaned up a little bit, but in the game today, there are a lot of guys and a lot of fighters that um, 
are selfish in nature in a sense. Um, they see the end goal of getting to the big stage, right? And they'll do whatever it takes to get there. So one of the first guys that I ever represented actually had numerous agents or advisors, however you'd want to call it, uh, working on his behalf, right? Um, and early in the game, you make a lot of concessions, right? You sometimes don't even work off contracts. You work off handshakes. And it's the kind of person that I am. I come from Italian immigrants. So, I mean, that's your word is you know, your word is your bond. Um, a piece of paper is simply just a piece of paper. So you get burned a little bit with that because uh, I come to find out he had four or five guys uh, and agencies working for him, all talking to the same people that I was talking to. And when I was able to find that out, um, I severed ties with that. And really, Dodge Sports is built off integrity of fighters, class acts. You have to be you have to be a good human first. If you're not, then you don't have a, you don't even have a chance with with our agency because we're going to spend so much time, so much effort, so many resources into making you the best human being that you can be, and from that, making you the best fighter and giving you the best opportunities possible. Today, news broke about John Jones. You know, you mentioned integrity and, oh man, it's, it's, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time and also a, a marketing goldmine in many ways because of the talent that he possesses. But then on the flip side, he's getting arrested. When you see something like that, you know, what, as a, as a, a guy that markets some, you know, fighters and athletes and, and manages them, what do you think? That's a great question. Um, so I've had the opportunity to meet John a few times. Um, Andre uh, Ewell, uh, who's a client of mine, has been on the last two pay-per-view cards for Jones, including this last one, the 247, when he beat Dominic Reyes. Um, you know, sometimes I feel a little bit bad for somebody like John. I don't know if he's been, um, you know, directed the right way um, all the time. I think he's been given a little bit too much slack sometimes. Um, but I'll tell you what, one of the main reasons is, you know, when somebody does something wrong, you need to put them in their place and they need to learn from that. If they're going to have this feeling that they are invincible, I'm not saying John does, but if you have this feeling of being invincible and can't be touched, then that's a slippery slope. And um, you kind of have to hit the bottom before you realize that you can climb yourself back up. I think John might be at the bottom now, you know, with, with this. I, you know, the news broke today, so I don't know too many details about it. I just know that I think it's his third uh, DUI or DWI. Um, and then there's a firearm in, in, in play with this too, which is, which is never good. Um, look, I hope, I hope the best for John. John's a good guy um, and a hell of a fighter and a hell of a marketing um, genius and a lot of things that he does. I think he's great for the UFC because he puts on really great shows. But from a character standpoint, I think there's, there's, um, you know, there's a couple issues there. Um, I'd love to see him reinvent himself like he had said he was going to do in this last one um, and maybe take some time off, reinvent himself again and uh, see where we stand. There's that expression, there's no bad PR, but this is not that situation, is it? No, it's not. Um, a lot of that works well for people like Connor in some capacity when a lot of it's designed, right? A lot of that, the bad PR is built. It's designed to be bad. And Colby Covington's a perfect example of it. Also, another guy I've met, which um, I think is also a great marketing genius. He just takes one mm. one extreme versus the other. Um yeah, I don't think this is. I don't think this is bad. Um, I talked with um, with my colleague. I've got a team here at Dodge Sports. I, I talked with my colleague Joey about this earlier today, and we wondered: is is this is this the, the the straw that breaks the camel's back in this case? Is this when the UFC will do something about um, this and and say that they don't stand for it um, or not? 
right? Um, and I think only time will tell. I'd like more details to come out before I really elaborate too much more on it. Um, but again, John's a, John's. I think is John's a good person. I just think he's he's made so many mistakes now. I I, I don't think there are. Um, I think he needs to see a real consequence here to uh, to maybe get better. You go from marketing NFL players to fighters. What differences do you see in getting them sponsorships, getting them deals? I think the biggest thing right now is that the NFL is on a different platform at a different stage than the UFC, right? The UFC and MMA is still in its infancies compared to uh, the NFL. So you get this really strong brand loyalty uh, behind the NFL in the United States because of what it stood for for so many years. Um, and a lot of brands want to associate themselves with that. I mean, it's a multi multi-billion dollar industry that just keeps on giving, right? Um, so there were a lot of marketing opportunities um, for guys that were even just drafted in the seventh round, as I mentioned, excuse me, earlier. I think you're starting to see more of those in the UFC. And I think the the um, the C-level executives at the UFC are doing a really great job of marketing the UFC to the masses now, doing a lot of international pushes. If you look over the years, the, the, the amount of international shows that they're doing uh, is increasing, which is great. And all that's doing is bringing more corporate minds and corporate eyes to the UFC, which is going to present guys with more and more opportunities. I think right now, guys at the top absolutely have tons and tons of those opportunities directly with correlation in the UFC. I mean, look at the old octagons, right? You've got uh, a lot of big big organizations, big corporations sponsoring some guys and 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 leading the charge there. Um, but it's my job to be creative right now. It's my job to find uh, emerging industries and partner uh, our fighters, our clients with, with them and start to build their brands uh, up as the UFC continues to grow in marketability. Look, it's an easy sell for me. Uh, the UFC is is only doing this, right? And and our guys only stand for good things. Uh, and that's what brands really want to want to get behind. So it's an easy sell for me and on my side. Um, I think the difference really right now is from a marketing dollar standpoint, right? Uh, maybe for every $100 that's spent in, in marketing in the NFL, there's probably maybe one to one to five dollars in the UFC right now, but I think that's going to change, and I think that's, uh, I think that's a really exciting thing for our industry, for our industry right now. There, there are opportunities out there for marketing, but outside of fighting, is it hard to get deals done? It's not hard to get deals done. You need to grind. You need to hustle, and as I said, you need to be creative. Um, there are a lot of agencies out there today that are one-trick ponies, right? They'll say, "I'll get you to the UFC." That is a terrible mentality. If you're a prospective fighter right now listening to this and an agent leads with, I'll get you to the UFC, that's the wrong mentality. You want to not only get to the UFC, but be successful. And more importantly than any of that, you want to set yourself up for beyond the UFC. Look, if you're lucky and you're a guy like Donald Cerrone, who is what is the most fights in the UFC history right now, right? Um, he's a young man. I mean, he's going to retire in the UFC somewhere in his, probably in his late thirties, maybe early forties, right? I don't know his exact age, but somewhere around there, you have many, many years ahead of you. You need to set yourself up and be aligned with the right people that can open doors for you after the UFC. And during all of that, that's while you're in the UFC, use that platform to build those relationships with companies that might give you free product, that might give you a little bit of stipend here and there from a monthly or quarterly standpoint, because what you're building now is going to pay off in dividends 10 years down the road after your fighting career is over. Let's talk about some of your uh, 
your fighters. First one that I want to delve into is a new prospect, Kai Wu. You know, I've interviewed him a few times. A lot of people might not know him now, but I feel like he's a name that's going to be big in the next five years. You know, how did that all come together, him and uh, Dodge Sports? So Kai Wu, I love the fact that you know who he is because he does get, um, he's definitely an under-the-radar prospect. He's 6-2 and two right now, um, has had a bunch of fights in Taiwan for those who don't know who Kai Wu is, um, and is probably the most famous person in MMA mm. in Taiwan right now. Yeah. Um, and that's a massive country, and there's a massive appeal to that. So the way that that came together, actually, is... Um, we do a lot of prospective um, prospect review on videos and whatnot, and I came across a couple of his his videos from. Um, surprisingly enough, he's a sponsor. One of his sponsors is Dynasty, who is also a sponsor of Andre Yule. So I knew that connection, and um, I had heard of Kai before when he fought for Bellator. Those were his two losses in Bellator. But I'd watched some tape on him, and I said, well, you know what? We we need to speak to to Kai Wu, and uh, especially with the fact that. The UFC was going to be doing a contender series Asia edition. I think Kai is a perfect example of, of a, a, a fit for something like that. We got on the phone with him and, and Steve, his main training, his main coach. And uh, I'll tell you what, Kai is exactly what Dodge Sports stands for. He is a class act. He knows how to market himself. He listens. Um, he has uh, a, just a ton of um, experience in this game and is doing everything that you want a fighter to do behind the scenes to make them more and more appealing to the big show. Um, so I'm really excited about Kai Wu among you know, a lot of our other guys, too. Yeah, another guy, a prospect. A top Canadian prospect is Anthony Romero. What is his situation? How long before he's picked up by a major promotion? You know, I, I, you got to think that if the if the pandemic that's happening right now um, globally, if it if it you know gets resolved before the June card in Saskatchewan in Canada, you got to think you know he's he's ready for that card. It's hard to find a better local and i.e canadian prospect with the accolades that anthony romero has and also what he stands for just like kai Wu stands for so anthony is for those who don't know anthony is seven and zero as a pro anthony's on a 15 fight winning streak and he's 23 years old he's a taekwondo black belt has been doing this since he was really probably five or six years old and has been grooming for this moment. It's hard to find somebody that's a better fit for the UFC and to hold the Canadian flag moving forward. A bunch of Canadians have been cut recently. They don't have a super strong presence in the UFC right now, but the UFC doing a real strong international push. Anthony Romero is a perfect example of that. He just came off a 58 second knockout at Ohio combat league. One of the last fights before all of this happened. Um, so he's really blessed and grateful that he was able to fight because he puts in his camps are ridiculous. He's actually stayed with my fiance and I in Miami. Um, and for a couple of weeks during a training camp, I've never seen somebody train longer and harder than I have Anthony Romero. He does sometimes five sessions a day. And he runs every single day over 5K. Um, he is so committed to this game. And if you know anyone from the UFC is listening to this, there is not a better, more suitable Canadian fighter for that card right now than, than Anthony Romero. Yeah, Canada is looking for that next big star. Right now, I feel like Felicia Spencer is that person. But of course, you need to bring up more. And Anthony Romero is one of those guys. Uh, Andre Yule. 
He's coming off a win against Jonathan Martinez. Controversy in that fight, in the decision, but it is what it is. He got the win. What makes sense for him next? So in that fight, unfortunately, he broke his forearm in the first, I want to say, about 20 seconds. So fought 14 minutes and some change with a broken forearm. He also had a bucket tear in his knee. Uh, basically since he, he started in the UFC, which is why if you watch any Andre Ewell fights, you won't see many kicks because he's protecting his knee. Um, he has since, since that fight, he has since gotten the arm fixed and the knee fixed. And he's about to have a baby in about a week. So what's next for Andre Ewell is to be a great dad. Um, and that's what we're really, really excited about here at Dodge Sports. He's the first, he's the first baby of any of our, our, our clients. So we're excited about him. We're going to sign him as soon as he comes out of the, uh, out of the womb. And because uh, I'm sure he's going to be great. Um, but what's next for Andre Ewell after being a dad? We're looking at August or September. Assuming the UFC schedule stays the same, we're looking at August or September to get him back in there. Um, Look, ideally, the coaches and I would love to get him a what they call a tune-up fight. Andre will fight anybody. That's what's so great about Andre is he is a fighter true and true. You say jump, he says how high. You give him a name. It doesn't matter who it is. He's going to accept it, and he's going to be exciting. That's what he is, right? I think on your show and, and many interviews, he says he's not, he's not here to be liked. He's here to be loved. Uh, and we all love Andre Ewell for, for everything that he stands for. So hopefully, hopefully be a really great dad. Um, it's, you know, safe birth given all this, you know, all this crap that's going on right now. Um, and come back, uh, come back stronger and ever and start kicking the crap out of guys. Right. Yeah. What a character, man. I love, uh, chatting with him and then picking his brain and yeah, he's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal parent. And, and yeah, it's, he, he, uh, when you look at him, it's just like, okay, he needs to, he needs that next step. That's what he needs. You know, if he's, right now it's actually this time of isolation is probably a blessing in disguise for him because he can heal up and it's funny how things work i'm a firm believer in karma and so is andre look at all his tattoos i mean he's got a lot of you know buddhist and hinduism and tattoos and he's a very spiritual person a, a huge believer in karma um and after this fight we were a little worried right um we were thinking maybe hey should we try and get another one before the kid is born um you know what are we going to do after this one right and we said you know what let's things will work out let's 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 rest and let's get you fixed up and all of this happened and you know everybody's on the sidelines right now and he's sitting there just healing up and he's not missing out any time bantamweights aren't jumping him in in opportunities or anything of that nature really he's going to be ready to go august or september which which really is a, is a perfect timeline. So it's definitely a blessing in disguise and in, in all of this. And, and I hate that, that it's, I don't really want to call it a blessing because obviously the pandemic is, is a very serious thing uh, here, but it's, it's nice to know that he's not getting skipped over uh, for opportunities while he deals with the injury. And then also with, um, with the, the birth of his newborn. Moving forward with Dodge sports, are you more focused on getting the, the prospects rather than signing you know a more established guy because of course you want an established guy but i'm saying the prospects are the ones that you could build the relationship with it seems like from conversating with you right now is that's what kind of your focus would be yeah listen i want to change i want to change the game you know i want dodge sports to be uh the new face of 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 the mma game um what we stand for is very different than a lot of these agencies and a lot of that is built on relationships and trust and you know, I think that, you know, our, our strategy of finding these blue chip prospects and, and helping them and grooming them to get to the next level and beyond 
is really our differentiating factor. Um, you know, because we're, we're grooming them to be world champions. We're not just grooming them to be there, right. To get there. And uh, I think the only way that I'm able to do that, my agency is able to do that is by starting early, uh, in the process with a lot of these guys. Uh, we've got many, many guys coming up, uh, that, aren't technically signed with us yet that we've got our eyes on and we're helping throughout this whole process. We've built really great relationships with gyms and they trust us. Uh, again, like I said earlier, a lot of times I don't need a piece of paper to, um, to show my value and, and show my commitment to, to guys and gals who are fighting, uh, and want an opportunity. So look, Dodge force is going to change the game. We've got uh, a lot of great guys and Andre is, is a perfect role model for a lot of our up and coming guys, um, because he does things the right way. And, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be pleased to see, um, a lot of guys that we got coming up and, and contender series coming through this year and, and giving these guys an opportunity and, and the success that they're going to have at the next level is going to be amazing. And as they move up the next, the next crop of, uh, of guys and gals move up too. And, uh, we continue to rock and roll and, and keep rolling. Matt Dodge, thank you so much for the time. Uh, it was incredible chatting with you. Uh, hopefully we do these every six months or every three months i don't know it's 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 fun it's fun chatting and picking your brain thank you so much thank you john